You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Just a few pre-show notes. Just want to let people know that this is now our third season that we're starting here. It's pretty exciting for us because we're planning to do a lot of different things, such as interviews and expand our topics a little bit and do some different things. So sit back, relax, enjoy season three of TJ Talks. Welcome to TJ Talks. I am Judd. And with me is... I'm Teresa. Hey. Wow. Can you believe it? May. We made, I know. made it. Almost Cinco de Mayo. Is that a big deal where you are? Do the Cubans don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Mexicans it, every, do. So. Everybody does. Okay, good. It, I'm excited It's for just it an excuse to, to celebrate. <laughs> Anytime you have a, an excuse, you know. It's Anytime like, to drink tequila. Although, can you drink tequila? I'm allergic. Um, <laughs> I am. I have that, that problem that when you get drunk on a particular alcohol that you no longer can digest yeah, you develop an allergy which yeah, is what I did. yes i did that too <laughs> i can't consume tequila without this horrible allergic reaction thank, called me throwing up for hours thank so, you yes <laughs> thank you being 21 <laughs> uh, and it's such a bummer because i love tequila i loved it before that one evening i didn't love it anymore so yeah yeah, me and Ralph at the porcelain altar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the dinosaurs is what we like to call is it. Is that what you – oh, yes, yes. <laughs> My euphemism for vomit. Uh, ah, so, yes, happy topics here. But Cinco de Mayo doesn't have to be about drinking. It can also be about great Mexican food, so. Which there is none in Florida. You don't get – no, We have Chevys. That's, that's my thing that I th- believe is the closest to good Mexican well, you know me. I love Don Jose's, which is nothing good or Mexican, but it's still amazing for me. So I have I have low standards when it comes to that stuff, but I love it. I, I was there when I was home on va- you know, vacation about a, a year or whatever. You did get to go there. I That's did. Right. Yeah, and it was good. It was very good. I can't believe I didn't go with you. There was something going on that night. Uh, uh, family commitment, I think uh, I couldn't go. So you know me. I never miss a trip there. And there was some other event that happened in the nighttime there where a whole bunch of Montclair folks got together. It was very Oh, was it like a tweet up? Yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> uh, well, maybe this is a good time to talk about that. Yeah. You know? Tell us about tweet ups, Judd. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're on Twitter, and depending on what your your handle is, there's um, people who get together based upon different topics. And uh, we were fortunate earlier this afternoon to interview a fellow Montclair High School alum who is who was selected out of thousands to be one of 50 that is going to a NASA more than sponsored, really operated tweet up, which is a space tweet up. And so uh, let's see, Kathy is flying to Florida to be part of the VIP crew. That's going to watch the launch of the SpaceX commercial rocket to the space station. So uh, we're going to play that right now. The interview with Kathy. Is that Kathy? It's Teresa. Hey, baby, how are you? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Wow, it's so okay. good to hear your voice. It's so funny. I have your voice in my head crystallized from when you were like 14 or whatever. You know what I mean? So Aww. it's so nice to hear people again. <laughs> it's so great. Wow. 
Well, we just wanted to call you for just a couple minutes because we had some business here to do to for the podcast. <laughs> enough of those pleasantries, right? <laughs> enough of that. Yeah, enough yeah, of that. You guys haven't talked in what twenty years. <laughs> I know, oh, right? Yeah. Yes. Aw. So you're driving. Where are you driving to and from? I jumped out of the car and came back in the house. I don't know. I was just trying to pick up my son. Oh, nice. Oh, excellent. He'll have to wait. I love it. That's so funny. So, Jed, why don't you do whatever it is you want to do as far as, like, making this a segment? Because I'll screw that up. Okay. Yeah, well, we just want to take uh, about five, ten minutes of your time at the most to to talk about the NASA tweet-up and how that all came about for you. So um, tell us about this event that's coming up and what exactly it is that you're doing. You're, You're on Twitter and uh, you're involved in some space activities on Twitter. That's right. I'm on Twitter, Destiny Rocks, and I happened to be on Twitter. found NASA was having a tweet-up, and I went ahead and signed up, and I just put it away thinking I would never hear from them again. And then I, about two weeks later, I got a, uh, an email that said I was on a wait list. I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm on a wait list thinking that I was going to never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another week later, I got, uh, actually it wasn't a week, it was about four days later, I got an e- another email that said I was off the wait list and confirmed to go. Uh, now, who, s- who, sent you, who sent you that email? Um, it, it was uh, somebody named Jason, I think. But this was NASA. This is actually NASA sponsoring this tweet up. That's correct, yes. Now, for people who don't know, a tweet-up is a bunch of people who are on Twitter who are kind of all interested space in the same... space. In this case, it's a space tweet-up, so it's all space enthusiasts. Now, there were, what, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that got to, sign, to attempt to sign up? Is that right? I believe that's, that's correct. I think on the particular one, there was about 2,600 people who signed up. Mm-hmm. And how many people actually got selected? Fifty. Fifty. So out of all of those people, you, you are just one of that many. I am. Yeah. I am. That is so cool. I never win. I'm. You know. I never win anything. Right. So to win something or to win that space is so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you, Teresa. It is really a dream come true. Wow. So um, now you're going to see what launch. You're actually signed up to come out and have, like, VIP access to see a launch. So what launch are you going to see? Tell us a little bit about that and what you know. I am going to go see the SpaceX Commercial Orbital Transport System, which is COTS for short. Um, And it's the Dragon capsule along with the Falcon 9 rocket to go up and dock with the International Space Station. So these are manned missions then. I'm sorry, I I don't know all the scoops. So these are manned space missions? This one is unmanned. They're only taking, this is the first time that a commercial company will be taking supplies up to the space station. But the the Dragon capsule is actually made for human flight. Okay. Very, very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, now that you have all this pull with NASA, could you please get them on another space program? Or, you know, can you please make something happen over there when you go to the tweet-up? Because we need more space stuff. We sure do. And I'm sure that with with the group of people that that I'm involved with, who we happen to be communicating through our own Facebook page, 
it has been wonderful. I mean, the enthusiasm from probably over half of us is, is incredible. I mean, I'm not, there's a lot of veterans, actually, who have done these space tweets since 2009. Now, uh, what is the name of the group, or what is, what is the Twitter about sign that people should follow, or what, how do you get in this group? Uh, you would follow at NASA, at A-N-A-S-A. Okay. And um, you would just follow them, and then when these things come up, it just came up. I would recommend following NASA at NASA Social also. That, that's the one that seems to be a lot, lot more common. I actually get a lot of the information that you would ever want is on NASA's um, social, not just not NASA's homepage. Excellent. Very, very cool. So you should, do you know when it's been rescheduled for? Um, I do. There is no confirmed date. I did receive an email from Jason from NASA again today from um, headquarters of NASA today that said that there was still another possible launch no earlier than, that was in big letters, no earlier than May 10th. Okay. So they were thinking that it was going to be a May, well, the social be on May 9th and then the launch on May 10th. Um, now, however, I don't think that's possible. Right. Well, they just scrubbed the Atlas V launch today due to a technical. And depending on how that works, they probably will get priority on the range. I expected that. And I'm guessing because that's a military launch. And mm-hmm. then that may push them out a couple more days. Because the range has to realign all of its, you know, transmitters and receivers and things so that they can collect the data, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How so, exciting. So there's also this. Go ahead. I was going to say you're going there and, and then for the launch specifically, but do you get to explore more stuff in Florida? Can you go to Disney World while you're there? I think if, I, if I'm there long enough, I sure can go to Disney okay. World. <laughs> You've got to have your priorities straight. Space travel, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. But you can go on the Matterhorn or whatever it is in, at, uh, at Disney World. So that's cool. Yes, thank you so much. Well, right. well. anyways, that's really just we wanted to call and find out a little bit more about this tweet up and let people know that there are some great things you can do with Twitter, just in case you are not on Twitter, that there's just ph- phenomenal things to be had. So thanks for coming on the show today. Um and we uh, hope to hear more about your adventures uh, on the tweet-up. Yeah, maybe afterwards well, we can so, do a, a wrap-up, follow-up phone call. I'd love it. I would love that so much. What'd you think? I mean, are you ready to go to a tweet-up now? Uh, first of all, how great is that? I mean, how many? That is just super, super cool. They have over 200,000 people that follow that About NASA uh, hashtag name on Twitter. So it's amazing that out of that many people she got picked. And what a neat experience. I'm telling you, I'm a sucker for that thing. I think it's a shame we don't have a bigger space program now. I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I don't know that I would ever have even signed up to participate in it because I would never dream I'd get picked. So I'm glad that she did. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. So if uh, she gets out here and I'm in town, I will definitely have to have lunch and interview her live or something. This is the beauty of Facebook, right? Like you and I are friends because of Facebook and do this across the country. Mm -hmm. She lives less than 10 minutes from me. I haven't seen her in 25 years, but she's going to fly across the country and see you because you have the same sort of connection through NASA and Twitter. (laughs) It's just amazing the age that we live in, you know, 
Very, very cool. Ah, very cool. Yeah. So, so what are our other topics today? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about clout last week. So your score last week when you first started talking about clout was like in the basement, wasn't it? It was like – It was 17. It was so embarrassing to even say that number out loud, 17. Well, there are a lot of people who are like 10. 10 is like no no clout. Yeah, it's like you just barely have an address or something, right? Yeah. There's just nothing good. You're you're on a social network, so you get 10. And (laughs) remarkably, I have friends who kept asking me, why are you even doing this clout thing? What's it all about? And their clout score was way higher than mine. And they weren't even interested in it. They were in the 20s and more, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, so we got turned on to clout score because of you. You told me about it. And in an attempt to, you know, stay marketable and current and all of that in the job career world and in sales, I thought, yeah, it's probably good if people – because I understand – Potential employers can see your clout score or whatever, and why not try to improve it? But you had actually – I had an account, but I really wasn't even monitoring it or looking at it. And then you said to me, I said, hey, you know – in fact, I think you tweeted about it, Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and the importance of you know looking at your – Clout you know, score. Tony Robbins is my celebrity crush that I hate to admit because he's so strange looking. I've called him the love child of, you know, Lurch and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So <laughs> he definitely has an odd look. And but I just love what he has to say. I'm reading his his book, uh, Awaken the Giant Within, and it's been around since like nineteen ninety four and the old pictures of him on it when everybody was, you know, I don't know. Everybody looked like they were on the cast of Friends at that point in time, and and he just has that very dated look. But the information is great, and the things that I've learned from him regarding neuro associations have been super helpful for me. I don't know if, if anybody's aware of this, but it has to do with with things you say and how and how it affects how you live. So you make positive synapse formations in your brain with you know if you say I like Mondays enough times you will start to like Monday and it's conditioning and it's a little bit of brainwashing and whatever it takes to get you in a positive place. I'm all for it. And he preaches it well in a way that I can understand. So I appreciate him for that. He's been sort of resurging lately. He's been on Oprah and he's got, you know, or the Oprah network, which I hope she takes his advice because I think it's about to go under, right? It's not doing well. So she could use some life coaching from him. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's not doing well. I wonder why. You think she has such – she's got so much clout that you know anything she touches would be golden. I think Oprah suffers from, from that celebrity syndrome where everyone has told her how amazing she is for the last 25 years, right? And, and she is remarkable. And so now she doesn't, she doesn't have any clue that she could do wrong or she could make a wrong decision or something that she's doing isn't valuable anymore. And you can't ride that way for 25 years and not crest and fall a little. Yeah, but you know what it really comes down to is that even though she has her own network, yeah, it's not 24 hours of Oprah. Correct. She does a lot of Dr. Phil repeat. She does a lot of stuff that's not cool. Well, uh, people are over it. Well, I mean, there's just so much that you can take in. And, and really, she is the property. Correct. Correct. You know, and anyone right. to think that anything else is not. I mean, you know, if she wants to really build that structural market, then she has to suck it up and say, look, this is my hour or two hours a day that I will do Oprah. And right. the rest of the time is going to be dedicated to 
other things that and i think that hour or two on the network is doing great it's the other 22 hours that suffer (laughs) that's i can understand yeah enough about oprah let's talk about me again yeah we're talking about well we're talking about your clout my clout which is nowhere near oprah's but i grew my clout score by doing a few simple things from 17 to 49.86 which is almost 50 in my book right you're like almost as much clout as me I know. I but, feel so good. But, you know, I, n- neither of us have as much clout as Kathy that we just talked to. Yeah, she's got way – She's got 57. Like, oh, 57. Good for her. She's All at right. 57, yeah. Anything above 50 is considered pretty decent. So That's I'm almost I there. Yeah. I hooked up – I did a couple things. And so if people are interested in this, they could do it themselves. I was a private Twitterer. I, my tweets were protected. Well, I unprotected my tweets. So anyone that would like to follow about TES1050, T-H-E-S-1050, please do. I also hooked up LinkedIn, which I hadn't done much with. I'm just, you know, still not doing much with it, but I, not, I have it. Yeah, we all have it. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook reach has been pretty good. Clout uses that term. What is your reach? Like how many people interact with you online? So my Facebook reach is pretty good, and I'm a consistent – heavily liked status updater and I'm a heavily heavily liker status updater right. so I like to like a lot of things uh-huh. and then in turn get liked so I think there's a bonus there you and I always have this debate on is it okay to like so much like does that well is that a problem apparently it's okay to do because it helps it your clout, your clout it, score <laughs> well and if you like just lots of people and they reciprocate mm-hmm. that's the that's the key to it is the reciprocation effect and the negative debate about that reciprocation effect, well, then cloud is just about popularity or cloud is just about, you know, no, people it, scratching your back because you scratch theirs. And I don't think so. They still have to read your stuff. They well, can't. I know. mean, they don't have to read it, but um, they do have to. Um, they, they're going to see it in their stream. Right. So right. there's either they just stumble upon you and go, oh, hey, he liked my stuff, or they made a conscious effort to go to your page and like a bunch of your stuff. I mean, right. there's different right. ways that they could go about it. Even if they don't – like I'll like maybe a video that I'm not going to watch, but I look read the title of the video and I like it. I'm not saying I do that a lot, but if I'm on my phone, I'm, I you just – You know you can't watch a six-minute video clip, but right. you know it's going to be Will Ferrell doing something funny. So, yes, I'm going to like this. Yes, right. I agree with you. You know, I, 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 I stop by. I'll, I'll probably catch it later, so I'm going to like it. And then I also get to see all the comments if I like something that show up under that thread. Right. I agree. I think it's fun. I, I think that's the fun of Facebook is interacting with people all the time right. about all kinds of topics, things that aren't just, you know, the everyday normal status updates. And the interesting thing about this on cloud is then it tells you what you're an expert in. Your topics. And like for you, what are you, what are your things? Well, yeah, actually I was looking, I was looking at your page at what oh, okay. you are. What are mine? One, yeah, your your top thing is podcasts. Hey, what do you know? Yeah. That works out nicely. Yes. And, and then videos. Okay. Books. Nice. Jeans. I don't understand jeans, like blue jeans. It's yeah, weird. Probably. Yeah, I you wonder, know. does it look at your pictures and see what you're wearing all the time? Is no, no actually, I figured out how it does it. It it does it two different ways. One is it goes okay. through your tweets and your Facebook posts, and it looks for keywords. And then it aggregates how many times each word shows up. So I've used jeans that much. It seems strange to me, wait, right? Well, wait till you hear what mine are, and you'll be like, what? <laughs> okay, so what are yours? Do you have yours handy? I can. 
I was going to say, I was going to try to pull it up real quick. It's really funny to see. And okay. they, they do this neat thing where they put you in different categories as far as are you at – sometimes you're just a social talker about something uh-huh. or sometimes you're an expert about something. It tells you, I'm a you know, where you really rank. Yeah. I want to know what the algorithm is because it's really cool. Yeah. Well, my number one thing that I'm super strong on is apps. Apps. That's true. You post about that stuff all the time. I, I'm the app guy apparently. Apparently. Cause I, I, but I have called myself an app whore. So. <laughs> <laughs> you are the app whore. You're the biggest one I know. So, yes. Uh, it, you, All right. You, it's very you point, point me in the direction of a free app and I'm downloading it and checking it out. Uh, you don't even pay for your apps anymore. You just get them all for free. free. No, I do pay for apps, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> the good ones you still got to pay for, right? I know. All right. So, what else? Okay. So then the second one is food. I, okay. I'm hot, listed high. Now, the third one, this is the one that I just blew me away. I am high or medium in moms. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. that is funny. In moms. What is that all about? I have, is it because you, you like things that moms tweet and Facebook about or because you have a lot of know. female friends that are 40-something? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I have a great mom, so... I, mean, I was going to say, <laughs> and your mom's on Facebook, but I can't imagine, you know, they, that, it's so interesting how it comes up with that stuff. I, I have no idea where that came I mean, It was out of the blue. I got into clout and I was like, moms, huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> I would say milfs, maybe, but milfs, not moms. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> milfs. I mean, who's not into a good milf, right? Right. Cougars and milfs. It's Cougars right, and right milfs. there. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, my. Yes. Uh, and then business, Facebook, coffee, photography, chocolate, iPhones, cupcakes, Walt Disney World Resort, books, music, cars, blah, 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 blah. And um, so, and I actually added a number of them. I added the Walt Disney World Resort as one of my topics. And you okay, can, you can add your own areas of interest, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. you can. And it's a good idea to do it if that's what you want to be influential about. Because then when people go to your page to give you K's, they'll see those topics and go, oh, yeah. And they'll give you K's, which is basically uh, acknowledgement that you're influential on that topic. On that topic. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I think it's great. For those of us who feel like in our regular life we're not influential in anything, it's nice to have somebody think that we're influential in something, even if it's not the right thing. I just love the idea of it. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So uh, I, I would suggest to people, update your stuff. Make sure you're, you're as current as you can be. But, I mean, okay, here's the thing. If you are in sales, then clout is a great tool for you to understand how influential your reaches in, um, you know, in your, in your social network. If you say, Hey, you should buy this product. If you actually tweet that, is it really meaning anything or are you only talking to three people? And what the other thing that I didn't understand was what is your total reach? It tells you your true reach and mine is 441. What's yours? Uh, hold on. I can have it handy. I, I just got to click. My true reach is 954. Wow, you twice outreach me. You mm-hmm. can reach around. <laughs> you can reach around me, I guess. I, can, I don't know. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. I think we found the end of the podcast. I think we anyway, did. We did. <laughs> I guess that has something to do with like how many times your stream is seen or whatever. I, you know. I, I, what I think it really means is that when you tweet, if you have people retweet your tweets, what is your 
what's the maximum number that you should be expecting to have your tweets seen out in the real world by people? All right. So that's something we can do for each other, retweet each other's stuff. It, retweeting is really important to that, yeah. which is part of that amplification and stuff. And you'll see that as well. As, yeah. In fact, I think retweeting in Twitter is probably more important than um, just the regular. Original posts? Yeah. Well, I mean, re- more than the um, at just replying conversation. Right. I'll, even though the conversation stuff is important, but I think the retweets are probably have even more of an impact. It's really interesting. It's it, when you you just barely touch the surface of social media and its true potential when you just participate in one platform of it. But when you really analyze where it goes and how the information is seen and how many different people can see it, it's it just blows your mind. Yeah, and and one last thing about it is that like for us, we're in Toastmasters. Yes. And so we see social networking as an avenue to help us, you know, bring other people into the mix of this organization, this public speaking club. Right. And having the insight that clout gives you, gives you an idea on how effective your club can be mm-hmm. in promoting itself. And That's it's a great idea. Put up, make a Twitter account and your Facebook page and get a clout score for your club. Sure. Yeah. And you could yeah. do that with no problem. The uh, it, it would it's a reasonable thing to do, right? Because, Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we now have great topics that we can use for podcasts through clout. <laughs> yeah, we know what we're experts in, right? Yes. Right. But today we're going to talk about something I couldn't be further from an expert, but would love to be. Yeah. And in my closeted dreams of being life coach slash personal trainer, if I was always quote unquote like Fergie working on my fitness. Oh, yeah. So much better. <laughs> Working on my fitness. Fitness, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's our topic today. We're going to talk about fitness and where are you at with it and where do you want to be with it and who is really on top of it and how do they have time to do that and why do they choose it and what are we going to do about it? And I it, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Mm. Anybody who listens to the show knows that we're avid recreational athletes, you and I. We like to run. Um. I'm going to say I'm more athletic than you, actually, because I play soccer and I run and I do more hiking than you get a chance to do. But you kayak and run and do all that other stuff. I, I you know, I, yeah, I think you are, have me a bit beat in the uh, in the fitness realm, especially you've done a, a couple of marathons and that sort of thing. Half marathons, yeah. Oh, yes. I, I thought you, you did, did a full marathon. I once. did in 1997. I need to do another one. It's yeah. on my bucket list. Yeah. I, now I have gotten back in. I've, I ran a 5K last weekend, and I'm trying hard. I'm going to be out and about next next week. I'm going to be on vacation, even though there will be a, another podcast out. Mm-hmm. And I am going to exercise a lot on that vacation, and I will record all of those on my Nike Plus. <laughs> <laughs> And I will post them at, whenever I get to a Wi-Fi spot. They will be posted. You will post because you'll be sort of remote, right? Which I will, will be kind of nice. I know. So yeah. It'll all come up at once. It will be bam, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for people that that are maybe on the fence about fitness and getting back into it, you and I have found great motivation when we sign up for an event, a mm-hmm. 5K, a half marathon, whatever. That's what makes you do it because, A, you've committed with money. Oh, so yeah. So that's – that's an incentive. Mm-hmm. And B, you know, you want the shirt and you want to go to the event and you want to do all that fun stuff. So, and it is fun to do those things. And the energy of those days and those moments are 
I guess the only things that propel me out of bed at 5 a.m., you know, the other couple days a week to get up and exercise. And I have always loved exercise. I enjoy it. I used to be a group exercise instructor. I've been certified in fitness training before. And I know I appreciate the value that it does for my mental well-being as well as my physical well-being. So I get the stress relief of it all. But sometimes the motivation to get out the door and put on those shoes and do what you're supposed to do is just so waning in me. And I know it is in other people too. Obviously, we have an obesity problem in this country. How do we fix that for ourselves? What what is wonder what the answer is there. Is it just we all need to be on methamphetamines or what is it that we can do? Well, I'll tell you, I think the first thing is, is that we need to make it so that we can get our kids out of the house, (laughs) make it safe, safe places for our kids to play and be, I mean, when we were growing up. Oh, and you're concerned about children. I don't get two shits about kids. I want to know about us adults. How are we going to do this for ourselves? Oh, oh, well, you know that you have to change a corporate culture, Uh, you know, the eight hour work day that becomes the 10, that becomes the 12, you know, get people away from their desk. You know, I mean, because think about it, the the jobs that pay the least, you work the hardest. Right, right. You know, the guys who are out there digging ditches and painting and doing all the labor work, unless they're, you know, a a trade like a plumber or a electrician, they're, you know, they're making 12 bucks an hour. (laughs) So, So you don't, so to get a job that makes the kind of money that you want so you can pay your bills, you're going to push paper around. And so you're going to be set at entry. Well, here's you're, – you're right maybe about a majority. But even the minority of folks who, like myself, don't have an eight-to-five cubicle job, mm-hmm. um, I think they're still lacking a lot of motivation to get out there and hit that treadmill. And well, yeah. especially when – if your job is is you work from home or you work a different kind of job than like we said the cubicle thing you still you're still so more easily distracted by the internet by tv by whatever we just don't have that go get 'em attitude anymore but we're lazy right and but- i hate to say that and i i do it too i'm absolutely not putting myself in any different category than anybody else but i just feel like you know occasionally i get over the laziest a little bit easier than other times. I don't know. Like we're lazy. We don't want to cook. So what do we do? We make, we go out for fast food or we, or we stock our fridge with frozen dinners or we go get chef boy RD or, you know, or it's, it's, it's a frozen burrito for dinner. I mean, it's all those things taste amazing too. And they're all terrific tasting. Right. So the food is crap. And then on top of that, we're lazy that we go, well, you know what? I'll work out tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get up early. I'll why, do it. Why yeah. Why do what you can do today that you can put off for tomorrow? <laughs> That's right. So everybody in the country should sign up for a 5K. You know, I think that that's the thing is you put the goals out there and that will help people get motivated to do those things. You know, if there's a, yeah. a prize, I mean, sometimes you got to re- put the reward out there for yourself. You know, if I work out three days this week, then I've earned my dessert. So are you good about rewarding yourself or every day? Every day. (laughs) Exactly. I'm too good at it and I don't necessarily earn all the rewards that I give myself. I'm going to, I'm going to have to make up for a lot of rewards that I'm getting next week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple things that can motivate people. Like, you know, we've talked, we've talked before about the president's 
physical fitness challenge. Which is and, awesome. Which is awesome and people should do it. And I know myself, I couldn't do it. But I've even complained a couple years ago I broke my foot. Mm-hmm. And I, I decided then and there that if half the country had to spend one week on crutches, they'd all realize they're too effing fat and would maybe be motivated to change it, right? Like like when you realize you physically can't do something because you're too heavy or not in shape enough, that seems to that seems to shake people up a little bit. Mhm. And I think that uh I I think that it does take though not just being fat, but being fat and then unable to like you said, be mobile. Right. That's the the kicker. Also I was at Disneyland this weekend, and it was a capacity day, and more people in the rascals and the getabouts who need to get about 300 pounds lighter were just, you know, trampling over the crowds. Why is that even allowed? They should just say, you know, no. They should only allow the wheelchairs, not the motorized scooter thing. And those people are generally not good drivers. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) You know, they're the same. And and no offense to you moms out there, but when you've been ran over by a lady with a cart with the kid pushing with the stroller in the back of the legs and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. No, you're not. No, you're you're not. You're like get, not aware. You're like get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> wow, we could do a whole show about things. We we should do that someday. Just shit we want to complain about. But I know. <laughs> but let's keep talking about fitness. All right. So, what about you? Do you have any fitness goals right now? Are you working towards an event? What are you doing? Uh, no, well, I, I need to sign. I, I really need to sign up for the at least one Disney event because I think okay. I want to do in October. There's a 10 mile deal over at Hollywood studios at night, like at midnight. It's a, it like the wine and dine where you get to run and eat and drink. No, this one's oh. it, kind of with the tower of terror and it's supposed to be, maybe it's 13 miles. I don't know what it is. It's, it's supposed to be something scary in night time. And, oh, cause it's October. Good yeah, idea. Right. Okay. So maybe I'll do that one instead of the marathon. All right. Sign I, up for it. Get it done. But, yeah. But once you're signed up, you're committed. You got to have the commit and and a, and a long run, because if you commit to uh, something that has some longevity, some legs, then you know you have to train. You cannot just show up the day of the event. You have to put some effort into it. I have to say, I didn't train for the five k I ran last week. I ran one one time before, and it was only a mile and a half. And then I went out there, and I did okay. Right. Well, this is what I want to say to you about that is that that means that you're at a base fitness level that's good, that you can yeah. go out and hoof it out for three miles and survive and feel good and, you know, come out with a, de- a really great time. Actually, it was better than decent. So that means your fitness level is already at a good base. Yeah. We went over but a bridge. You went over the bridge, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So for this deal in October, you'd have to put in some mileage. You'd have to be yeah. consistent with that mileage. You'd probably want to work a little bit on your diet because uh, you can't eat lose. a bunch of crap and have the fuel to go, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. Why? So... You can train for running. Running is a sport you can train for on your own. You don't have to be in a group. You don't have to have a trainer. Yeah. There are lots of people who choose to have trainers, and, and I was alluding to earlier the fact that I really enjoyed that, doing that, and I would love to do personal training for people on, on a private basis. So my request to you is sign up for your thing and then start training. Okay. Because I'm, I'm doing the same. I'm, doing the, I'm already signed up for the Disneyland Half Marathon in September on Labor Day weekend. I'm doing it. We're in. 
Okay. So we're going to sign up here on Labor Day weekend. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. For yep. my half marathon again for Disneyland, you're going to do yours in October, yep. and we'll have to train, and we'll have to we'll have to commit to the podcast audience that we're going to do this. Sounds good to me. And have respectable times, not just show up and do it in six hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We have all summer to be motivated by the Olympics, right? Because that's going to be huge this summer. Oh yeah. All those crazy sports like biathlon and Olympic rowing and things that nobody gives two shits about the other three and a half years, but then Olympics come along. Mm-hmm. And the athletes show up, and they all get fueled by their McDonald's, which is like the largest corporate sponsor they have. And yeah, it's how, great. How does that work? I don't know. And McDonald's is the only restaurant that's allowed to have a branded restaurant in the Olympic Village. Everybody else doesn't get anything branded, but wow. McDonald's does. That's kind of crazy, right? Wow, lots of burgers. Yeah, because nothing is going to fuel you better for the decathlon than a Big Mac. <laughs> that's crazy. But don't get me wrong. I love me some Big Macs, so I don't care. I, you know, if I was there, I'd, I'd be thrilled to eat at the McDonald's at the Olympics. I think it's cool. Of course, I guess the th- people who are playing ping pong and dodgeball for the Olympics, <laughs> they don't care. Yes, the rhythmic gymnastics or whatever. They don't. What are they? Well, those people don't ever eat, so they wouldn't eat McDonald's anyway. They probably have special McDonald's there, though, that serve only rice and stuff like that. Maybe. I don't know. That's McRice? McRice, yeah. Instead of the McRib? Exactly. <laughs> wow. All well, right. Well, well, we should end this podcast and then go put on some exercise clothing right now. I know. That's what we'll do. All right. Well, um, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will chat with you later. Talk at you later. Moms, huh? <laughs> really? <laughs> I would say MILFs, maybe. MILFs, but not moms. right, exactly. <laughs>